Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode four of Nebraska Soccer Talk. I'm your host, Joe Cleary. This fall has been crazy for me personally. I got engaged, got a promotion at my full-time job at Iowa Western, and my fiance and I are finalizing the purchase of our first home together. Between all of that, plus my work with my Gretna Elite Academy team and my consulting with Sports Recruiting USA, I have not had a ton of time to get out as much content as I would like to. While I've been able to watch quite a few college soccer games, I haven't been able to break them down either on the podcast or in articles. Um, hopefully that uh, changes going forward in the future because I won't have this type of fall every fall. With that said, when I have gotten some episodes out, I've been very happy with the final product, and I would encourage you to go back and listen to the ones from this fall. And today's episode is no different. The Creighton University men's soccer team has a massive Big East game coming up tomorrow evening. Assistant coach Mitch Cavanaugh was nice enough to help connect me with the man in charge of the Blue Jays, coach Johnny Torres. Really excited to welcome coach Torres onto the show, and I strongly encourage you to get out to Morrison tomorrow evening for the match between Creighton and Providence. Nebraska Soccer Talk will be in attendance, and we hope to see you out there and create a good environment for the Creighton Blue Jay men's soccer team. Without further ado, here is Coach Johnny Torres. All right, and now I would like to take this opportunity to welcome the head coach, from the Creighton Blue Jays, Johnny Torres. Coach Torres, thank you for joining us. Uh, you have a big game coming up tomorrow evening against Providence. What is at stake in the match versus the Friars? Yeah, you know, there's there's a lot at stake uh, tomorrow against the Friars in that uh, we were off to a bit of a slow start this season. And as of late, um, have has have, we've, we've turned this boat around a little bit. And... Uh, you know, we're basically fighting for a spot in the Big East tournament for, for 2021 tomorrow. So tomorrow's result uh, has very big implications as to what our postseason might look like. Yeah, and I was kind of looking at the the Big East had a whole write-up on their page about like the 12 different ways the results could go. I mean, after tomorrow's game, you could be everything from hosting a Big East tournament game to not being in the Big East tournament. Um, yeah. How, how do the guys feel about that right now? Yeah, you know, um, I, I think it's it's easy to get a little bit um, convoluted in your own mind if you if you try and look at all the different scenarios. And what our main focus has been um, in this bottleneck, if you will, between fourth and sixth place, uh, is to focus on the things we can control, focus on the match. Uh, in front of us and that's what we've done the last five games is taking one match at a time uh, we knew we had a tall order and a, and, a, and a tall challenge ahead of us but we knew if we kept it simple and 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 focused on each match um, every given you know every, every three and a half days uh, you know you know we we could uh, tackle this thing head on yeah and, and you kind of you kind of beat me to my next question because like you were right earlier in the season I, I was able to watch a few games at home um and then obviously some online and like the talent was undeniable of the squad um but the results were kind of mixed like it'd be a really good win and unfortunate loss or a close loss what was the message when there to your team when you were going through that bit of a rocky period to keep that that belief going yeah you know in these these early losses that we had uh with the 
the exception exception of St. Louis, um, these were losses where we were in each and every one of those matches. It was just um, a lapse uh, of of uh, judgment or a lapse of decision making here and there that cost us the game. And you know we play a pretty tough schedule, and if there's a lapse of concentration, uh, our opposition will make us pay for that. Um, and so, um, you know, each loss uh, definitely makes it difficult to stay on track, uh, to continue to believe and continue to be uh, confident and, and be able to come out and play with conviction. Um, and, you know, credit to the guys because there's a lot of teams that would have just folded over and basically would have felt that their season was done and and not been able to uh, to right this ship. But uh, credit to our group for, for staying with it staying diligent, believing in one another, uh, and, and staying unified to be able to, to go on this run that, that they've been able to do. And as a coach, you know, what was important for us uh, and our staff was to make sure that the guys understood that we brought them here for a reason, and that was for what they bring to um, our program, both on the field, in the community, and in the classroom. And so uh, we continue to let them know that we were still confident in them. We still believed in their ability. And thank goodness that they, you know, continue to stay diligent and, and, and were able to, to right the ship. Yeah. And uh, it, it was impressive to kind of watch the momentum build too slowly, especially in the Big East. Like watching the teams play week to week, the Big East is a real meat grinder. There's just not an easy game in your conference. And, and it kind of shows by the standings with, with how many teams are bottlenecked up because teams just beat each other. Um, Absolutely. It's, it's definitely one of the, uh, one of the toughest leagues in the country. Um, you know, there's obviously 24 conferences um, at the division one uh, men's soccer level. And right now the big East is, is third uh, in regards to its conference ranking out of the 24 conferences, um, you know, behind the ACC at second and the Pac-12 at first. And so uh, there is no easy game in the Big East. Uh, every team is very talented uh, and every, every, every match is a dogfight. Yeah. And, and so kind of off of that, before I move on to talk about some of the players, uh, you've, you've, you've have played a tough schedule, both in conference and out of conference. What's kind of been, I mean, you've had some pretty big wins, obviously locally, the, the Omaha game is always, always a big deal. Um, and then, uh, then you had the, the win over Indiana on the road, but always a, a good program and a tough place to play. What, what's been your favorite game to experience with the team? Um, you know, uh, you know, I've really enjoyed um, all of our positive results, uh, but I will say um, the two road wins um, that I really enjoyed, uh, even though Indiana is a big one, uh, but as of late in our conference um, were our two victories at Villanova and at Butler. These are places that are very difficult to win at. Uh, but in the fashion that we did it, uh, I felt that we were in control. Um, I, I thought we did a good job at uh, keeping possession of the ball in our opponent's half, which is something that we strive to do. Uh, and so those two, those two matches stand out in my mind. Although, like I said, the Indiana victory uh, at their place will, will will be in my mind for a long time. Yeah, and and but 
it's no 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 blame on you of thinking about the most recent ones because like you've even said just in today that got to keep living in the presence every three and a half days we got a new challenge um shifting gears a little bit um you know we're coming up to the end of, as 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 nebraskans and as omaha people to potentially watch uh one of our kind of homegrown players live um we're running out of opportunities to watch uh diego gutierrez um what makes diego such a special player outside of his like obvious talent on the field like what what makes him the player that he is do you think in, in your mind you know diego's got this sixth sense uh and this uncunning ability to be able to um drive his body away from a defender um and you know the defender i think even your most confident defender when they're closing diego down they're pretty sure that they're gonna get either a piece of the ball or a piece of diego and just when you think you've got him figured out he hits another gear his his ability to separate uh from from opponents is pretty darn quick it's 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 wild how fast he is with the ball yeah it's crazy (laughs) at times he's faster with the ball than actually without it it's Uh, it's crazy to watch it's he's he's one player that when i was coaching on the women's side um at at wayne state and i would come down to recruit high school games if he was ever playing in high school um i would always try and stick around and see if i could catch a little bit of him and then obviously being able to watch him in college has been great but yeah his X second gear is or his next gear is always just amazing yeah no and he's definitely one of those players that i wish that we would have had the ability uh, to have recruited him uh, right out of high school um but you know being the situation that we're in in regards to recruiting and you know being in men's soccer where the ncaa allots 9.9 scholarships to fully funded institutions um and the fact that we lost out to a state school um, early on, yep. which makes it very difficult in the recruiting world um, with Creighton being a private institution. So it's uh, it, it was a tough pill to swallow, but I am happy that we were able to get him in his senior year. And not only were we able to get him for that senior year, but we were able to elongate his college career, uh, both because of the COVID waiver, but also uh, because of the gracious nature of the Portland Timbers to allow him to stay to finish his degree. And also um, because of Diego and his family's doing, understanding how important it is to get his degree. So he decided to stay for the second season and, and be able to play and, 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 and be able to finish his degree. Yeah, that that's awesome. And, and we get to see him play more too as fans. So that, that's a, that's a benefit for us. Um, yeah. You know what? I'm glad that Coach Warming uh, and I were able to come to an agreement to keep this young talent in in his uh, home state. Uh, I think it would have been a disservice had um, we wouldn't have been able to come to an agreement and had Diego gone to another state to play in his last couple of years of, of his college career. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah, that 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 is a that is a great thing. Um going away from Diego because he does get a lot of attention being an Omaha guy um, and playing for an Omaha school. Um, who are some other standout players who have been key for, for your program? Maybe not even just like the last three weeks, but over this like 2021 year of playing in the spring and in the fall. 
Yeah, you know, uh, for, for us, a big player that has been very consistent this fall has been Charles Auguste in the middle of the park. Um, he, he's a guy that, you know, you don't hear in regards to getting accolades week in and week out like you might hear of, you know, you got your defensive player of the week, you have your offensive player of the week, you have goalkeeper of the week, but, you know, he's one of those unsung heroes who goes about his business and, and, and connects the dots offensively and, um, uh, fills the holes defensively for us. And, and I, I think he's, he's, he's played a big part, uh, especially in, in the last five, six matches. And that's Charles Auguste. Um, but other players that have come alive for us and have helped us out uh, on the offensive side are uh, Callum Watson, a transfer from Hastings. Yep. Uh, Alejandro Maile, um, another transfer that we had from uh, Kansas City Community College. Um, and Paul Cruz and goal has been pretty big for us. Um, he's, made some, he's made some big saves this year. Um, he's made some big saves, you know, unfortunately for him, even in the games that we dropped early on, uh, those games could have been probably a, a little bit of a wider margin had it not been for Paul, but he's also helped us win some games as well. So um, he's done well between the pipes. Um, a, a freshman that I'm very excited about, um, Mark O'Neill, who's playing left center back for us right now. Um, well, I say freshman, but and that's in the COVID world. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but he's done a great job for us at the at the back line, um, and uh, you know, but we do have a, a a very good cast of players that uh, a supportive cast of player cast of players that uh, have come in, stepped up, have have had big minutes, and and have been very impactful in 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 our in our season this fall. Yeah, and then kind of speaking to Mark, is it tough for players in the men's game to to make an impact that early on um, just because of the nature of the college game, or do you not see much of a difference uh, between the, the you know the 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 experienced players? Yeah, no, you'll you'll definitely have some players that that will come in and make an impact as freshmen. Um, what I will say, it's tough to come in as a freshman and have an impact in a league of the magnitude of the big east oh for sure it's it's very difficult to come in as a freshman because there's a big jump from club to division one soccer oh yeah yeah, there is 17 year olds that are playing with some 22 23 year olds you know uh with a lot of experience and so it's hard to come in and 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 be impactful as a freshman as a young freshman uh but you know we'll find guys that do it but again i say it's it's much more difficult to come in and make an impact in a, in a tough league like the Big East. Right. And then bringing it all back, my final question. So I've had the opportunity to be at two home games, including the Georgetown game, which I thought you all played great. Um, unfortunate, in my opinion, to not, to not come away with a better result there. But the atmosphere was great. Um, in your time, both you know, as a player, but also as a coach, uh, how much of a difference does an atmosphere that like a good atmosphere at Morrison, how much of a difference can that make? It's huge. It's huge. You know, um, I've always said it. I, I said it back in the nineties when we played on 120th and Maple street. At <laughs> I thought we had uh, the best support in the country uh, out at Tranquility park, but now we're just so fortunate to have a place like Morrison stadium by far, one of the best uh, soccer venues um, in the country for division one soccer. Yep. Uh, again, when you pair that with the best fans in the country, it's it's unbelievable to be able to 
play in front of an atmosphere like that. And, you know, um, I, I, I think you're right. That atmosphere for the Georgetown game was, was absolutely phenomenal. Uh, unfortunately for us and for our fans, um, there was a mental lapse there in the last minute of the match. And um, we unfortunately uh, relinquished those points to Georgetown on the night, but I'm hoping for a similar atmosphere tomorrow against the Friars. Um, I'm hoping the, the, the community uh, campus life can come out and, and, and support our group um, as we search for, for a spot in the big East tournament um, um, as we, as we compete against the Friars. Absolutely. And, and, and Providence is nationally ranked. So it's going to be a big time game, 7 PM kickoff. Uh, You know, uh, I was talking to Glenn about this off, off air. You can go right from the Creighton women's basketball scrimmage, right over to the soccer game. Um, You know, if you're a soccer community member, like Wednesday night, what else are you doing? Get out to Morrison and, and support the, support the blue Jays. But I want to thank coach Torres for coming on. Hopefully we can get you back on sometime when it's not such a busy and stressful time. Cause I'd love to talk more about your story. Um, but thanks again for coming on and, and good luck tomorrow night. Thank you so much for having me. And uh, I hope to see everybody come out uh, in, in big numbers to support the boys and uh, go Jays. And that was coach Johnny Torres from the Creighton Blue Jay men's soccer program. The Creighton Blue Jay men's soccer program takes on Providence Wednesday evening at 7 p.m. with a spot in the Big East tournament on the line. It's going to be a cool fall evening, but bundle up, get some hot chocolate and coffee from the concession stand and get to Morrison. Providence is nationally ranked and there are almost a dozen different ways things can play out in the Big East tomorrow. The Creighton men do control their own destiny and have shown that they have the ability to play with any team in the country. Hopefully we can get Coach Torres back on sometime later and really dive into his story as a college coach and his time at Creighton. Thank you for listening, and remember to rate, review, subscribe, and share. Check out old episodes and interviews, and be on the lookout for new episodes. Would you like to see someone on the podcast? Let us know. Are you a college player or coach interested in being a guest? Reach out to us on social media. I'm always looking to have new guests on the podcast.